If you've listened to previous episodes of Look at This, you're already familiar with the work of this week's podcast guest. Well, my name is Saul Orohanui T, and people call me Salty because, you know, it works really well. When I first showed up at Street Sense's offices in Washington, D.C. last fall, I had a vague plan of how I was going to teach the homeless men and women who sell the streets as newspaper how to podcast. In those early days, Salty was an enthusiastic participant in the podcast training sessions. He actually did a few of the early interviews. But more importantly, he wrote and performed our theme music. That particular piece is, it's a sweet and E minor for a song about Mary Catherine Haroni, the common-in-law wife of, of Doc Holliday. So the song is called Georgia Peach. And Georgia Peach is the name of is what I believe she called. Big Nose Kate probably called Doc was her Georgia Peach. And so that's what that is. That's my Georgia Peach. It was shortly after we recorded Georgia Peach that Salty disappeared. I didn't hear anything about him or where he was until he reemerged at the end of May as I was wrapping up the podcast recording sessions at Street Sense. Uh, you kind of disappeared for uh, a few months. Where where you been? Oh, yeah. So I went to California where I, I, most of my adult life, I've focused on doing activism out of California. Um, and I had come here hoping to get into college and uh, have a positive change and maybe work for NPR and stuff. And, and so being interested in doing things that relate to uh, media and um, the news and stuff, I found Street Sense and got involved here. I was so excited about the podcast class because it was going to maybe move me towards an NPR thought. Um, and I designed a thing. It was going to be producing it all. I was going to use puppets to interview politicians about whether or not, like endangered species puppets. And the, so the puppets would be like interviewing politicians trying to ask them if they study astrology. Because from the point of view of endangered species, the humans are getting everything horrifically wrong. And so maybe if you don't study astrology, you should look at some astrology because whatever they think they're doing is a mess. So I was going to do that. Then those riots happened on January 6th. And suddenly my clear access to go ask AOC and Katie Porter with my puppets if they study astrology and give them a chance to be fun... Suddenly, the door I was going to go in got stormed by all these crazy jerks, you know, and uh, beat up the cops and everything. And, and so I wasn't involved in that, but I was unable then, because of the fences in the National Guard, to continue with my plan, uh, which sort of disrupted everything. And so my spiritual advisor said, yeah, you've been doing things the hard way. Why don't you come back to California and try to break into Hollywood with your puppet shows instead of trying to do it in D.C. in the middle of a riot? And so he got me back there, and um, I had to come back here recently to clean out my storage, get all my puppets back, try to salvage anything I can out of the wreckage of all that madness, and hopefully reconnect with y'all because, you know, in a disaster, you can't keep all your networking. And so I'm just really ecstatic that I managed to show up to try to touch base, and this is the last day you're doing recordings. And (laughs) so the kismet's just gorgeous. While he was in California, Salty bought a new guitar, which he used to help pay his way. I had a guitar, and so I just played my guitar there in L.A. for a couple of weeks. And so it fed me, you know, it took care of me. I met all kinds of wonderful people. Homelessness during the pandemic is um, of and on to itself, you know, a terrifying concept. But add into it in L.A., like there's a community that's lived there in Venice Beach on the beach for 35, 70 years, something like that, an incredibly long time. And so like getting to see that dynamic play out a little bit was really beautiful and also terrifying because... The, you know, the entrenched territorialities of, of people trying to protect their tribal space. And, like, and then you had like all the Venice like, 
homeowners associations hating on the homeless people and being in the midst of that battle led to an incredible lot of, for me, some emotional trauma. Um, these are things that disturb me greatly. I got hope and love in my heart, even though the landlord class is who they are. One of the things you said when I saw that you were here is that you had another song that you'd written. Oh, yeah. I had been thinking about that melody um, that you guys were using, and you sent me an email saying um, you wished I was around so maybe we could do a little bit more music. And so the new one, the other one was a bit bluesier. Mm-hmm. And so I came up with something that was a little bit more into the, just some major chords with a, with a fancy little finger picking that comes in the end. So we'll, uh, we'll do some of that. That was great. That was great. What do you call that? That is the Street Sense rag. Okay. And, and, and a newspaper is a rag, so yeah. it all, it <laughs> yeah, all kind of ties together. I thought you guys together. deserved a little bit of rag time, you know, and if, you, if there was a piano underneath, they might do, like, you know, that doom loom doom loom a little bit more to make the rag time feel like it. How long have you been playing the guitar? The first time I learned chords on guitar would have been 1995 from a lady named Sparrow um, by the Cottonwood Creek in Arizona. But I didn't really get serious about playing every day until uh, after Hurricane Katrina. I did Katrina relief work in, uh, in Mississippi near Louisiana and Waveland there. You know, being down there in the bayou with the blues and everything going on, I got serious into playing every day. And so uh, since... September 2005, it's been uh, my only pathway out of my sorrow. I want to follow up with two things that you said, one of which is you said that this is the life you've chosen. What prompted that, and what life is it that you have chosen? The life I've chosen specifically is uh, um, a preparation in the gospel of peace and, and a full commitment to being willing to lay my life on the line as a pilgrim diplomat to move forward, and I... I focus on ethnomusicology for that, um, you know, like helping understand and, 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 uh, and encourage folk music and the First Amendment as it relates. Um, and so when I got prompted into that, it's because I had a, um, an unfortunately, um, you know, I was the, 
My mom got divorced when I was young. I was this redheaded stepchild that got beat up by the Catholic Church and all kinds of bad things were done to me that I, you know, um, that gave me childhood PTSD that are just kind of common about that whole Catholic Church scene, how to, how to leave the kids feeling bad. Um, and so I, I really just hated America and everything that the Catholic Church and all the things that might be associated with either of the two when I was 19. And I went to New Orleans with the, the specific intention at the age of 19 to drink myself to death because I did not want to live in this America that was so, so happy with how wonderful they all were and doing so great. Well, I could constantly experience other people's sorrow. But while I was being raised, I went to New Zealand on a student exchange to high school. And there I was, had a Maori host family. And so I got to live on the islands in the South Pacific. And my host dad was this guy, Kevin Hollingsworth, who'd come from Australia. He was, he was, just, a, he was just a white guy from Australia, you know. But, like, the racism and the, and the, and the systemic racism in Australia horrified him. And so he moved to New Zealand to get away from racism and met this wonderful Maori lady, Patsy. And so um, they were my host parents. When I got to their house, they were terrified by how terrified I was. Um, my, with the PTSD and the things. Um, uh, normal things that everyone should enjoy terrify me in ways that it is inappropriate. And so they saw that, and they, they helped me get a grasp. And, uh, and Patsy said to me one day, she said, Boy, that bird over there in that tree, you know that bird? And I was like, um, n- no, uh, I think that's a starling. And she said, no, that bird, that bird lives in that tree there. It has a nest. And if you don't know the birds in your neighborhood, you're not really alive. And that really set me free. It's not about whether or not there's crows. It's how healthy are your crows, you know, and that really moved me deeply. And so when I came back to the United States, um, I really got focused into that sort of thing and helping to look for the endangered species and the animals being well and which kept me from thinking about all of the social trauma that I had experienced, which is key. That's what I focus on more than anything, is, is trying to be an activist to assist people who don't have my issue of, you know, crying and being weird. It's always just been find the, find the peaceful people doing peaceful things to help other peaceful people stop the, the capitalists from, you know, uh, making money by causing trauma. And so, because I was so traumatized by other things, if I could alleviate other people's suffering, then I do. Which means that most of my life is just finding people who've been horribly hurt and playing songs for them. This is a podcast produced by me, Michael O'Connell, and the homeless men and women who sell the Street Sense newspaper in Washington, D.C. You can find out more information about this podcast and the newspaper at streetsensemedia.org. Our theme music was written and performed by this week's guest, Saul T. If you see him on the corner, playing his guitar, 
Stop for a few minutes and listen. 